Welcome to Changed for Good, Life Elevated Through Christ with LSI Studios. In this podcast, we explore the ways in which Jesus Christ can make a lasting and elevated change in our lives. Because of Him, we can become more than we were and also receive grace for where we are on our journey. I'm your host, Britta Benyon. So today we have Billy Hartzell. Um, we're just, I'm so excited to have you here today to learn more about your story. So thank you for being here. You're welcome. Yeah. So I'm excited because I haven't heard a lot of your story before. And so, um, this is some of, this is the first time for me as long with our listeners to hear a little bit more about you. So why don't you start with, um, a little bit about your upbringing, your childhood, things like that. Um, just tell us All right. where you came from. I was born in Bonterre, Missouri in 1952, and I grew up in a family that uh, uh, were farmers, stuff like that, and so raised on a farm quite a bit. And uh, I had a mother that, uh, well, I had one sibling, and I didn't know until later in life through the church, and I'll get to that mm. later, that I had that sister. Uh-huh. Uh, but my mother was deemed unfit to have a child, and the child was taken away and given to my grandmother's aunt. Hmm. I used to play with her as a little kid, well. but never knew she was my sister. Hmm. And so what, what happened in my lifetime is <clears throat> I would go with my mother once in a while when she found either a husband or a boyfriend. I don't know. I never went to the weddings. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, and we live in the city, and then I was shipped back to the farms or with my uncle mm-hmm. or with my aunt's family. And uh, one time I know I went to my aunt's family, and they had nine kids. Oh, wow. And when they brought me in, she asked, is it okay if we leave him here? And he says, I have nine kids. I'll never even know he's here. (laughs) And so I'd stay there. Mm -hmm. One thing in life I knew is is about prayer. My grandmother always taught me to say two prayers. And it was now lay me down to sleep or the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. I knew that there was a spirit and I knew that it would talk to me, and I knew if I followed, sometimes good things happen, and if I followed the other one that I could tell was probably something I shouldn't be doing, or I still had bad feelings, but I still did it, bad consequences came from it. I didn't know much about where it really came from. I thought it just came from the prayers that I said. And so... Being with all these different families, there was times that I went to church with them, and it wasn't anything that was consistent. But one thing I remember really well is sitting there as a young kid and the preacher up there saying someone's going to give themselves to the Lord today. And my aunt or uncle or friend or wherever, what family I was with, would gouge me in the side and say, he's talking to you. But I never did get baptized because I never felt that it was right. And I always watched this money being passed around. Hmm. And it, it, to me, it, it was, to me, as a young child, it was an evil thing that I felt. 
I felt the bad spirit mm-hmm. come around when that money came around. So it's something that always set in my life as I was growing up. Okay. And That's great. Yeah, and so it sounds like your your church experience was minimal um, growing up, and you. But at the same time, I think it's so beautiful. You're describing the light of Christ, right? That we're all born with, and that we all have deep within us, and how even if we don't know much about God, um, we can still be guided by that, which is such a neat, True. neat thing to remember. So, um, okay, so you grew up. Did you, um, did you, what, at what point did you leave home or did you um, branch out on your own? Well, we were 17 years old and I met this young lady who is still with me today. Oh, that's awesome. And we were in high school mm-hmm. and I asked her if she would uh, marry me, and all of a sudden she said yes and went and told my uncle and all this, and they told me that they wouldn't sign for me. I wasn't old enough to be married, and neither one, my mom or my uncle, would sign for me. So she was standing there, and I had to tell her I wasn't getting married, so I couldn't get married, and she left. Hmm. Well, I got very upset, and... uh, Never really talked back to my uncle because he's a very good man before. And what I did is I told him that they never really had anything except for certain times they had input in my life. But this wasn't the right time. This was my real choice, and they're taking it away from me. Mm-hmm. And my uncle looked at me and said, it is true. You've been controlling your life most of the time. You kind of raised yourself, so we will make sure. And my mom agreed with him that they would sign. So we had to go and get her. <laughs> and she had already told her mother and dad. And um, and like I said, we were 17, so yeah. as we uh, were going to get married, her mother and father and relatives had no faith that uh, our marriage would work. And so what happened is they didn't, they just had a family member taking pictures of the wedding and everything else. In fact, we didn't learn until after the marriage that they uh, made bets on how long it would last. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And so the thing is, is uh, it's right now 52 years and still going. So they uh, all gave in and. And uh, when we got married in the temple, they actually had photographers there to take the pictures. Oh, that's so neat. Wow. And so how did I get in the church? Or how did I get introduced to the church? Well, my wife was always pushing to go to church. Now, what religion was she? Well, two. Okay. She she was Baptist. Uh Uh-huh. And we uh, was going to the Baptist church, and she kept pushing it, but okay. I didn't have good feelings about it at all. And I, I knew I could pray, and I knew I could receive a message, and I did not receive good messages. Hmm. And uh, other churches i actually been to, I went to a Catholic school as a young kid for, I think, about a month. 
and had bad feelings there after getting cracked across the head with a yardstick oh, no. from a teacher, and uh, which was a nun. And so I ran away from that because the people wanted to adopt me. Mm-hmm. So what happened is I wasn't going to look into that church, but the neighbor and I were putting up a common fence between us. Mm-hmm. And so we got to talking, and, and I asked him, and his name was Rodney Wade. I don't know if he was saying names. But. Yeah. but anyway, what happened is I asked him what church he belongs to, and he told me the Mormon church. And I said, really? I said, how much does your preacher get paid? And he says he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get paid. And I, really? I said, well, why does he do it for and he told me that he does it for the love of the Lord. And the Spirit hit me right then. Mm-hmm. So I went in and told my wife that we were going to join the Mormon church. And the thing about it is, she says, Bill, you know nothing about this church. Our lifestyle does not fit this whatsoever. And mm-hmm. I said, I don't care. You're pushing to go to church. This is the right church. And so she said, okay. We had lessons and everything else, and uh, I, I got a, a good feeling from the messages. The Spirit said it was. Then, at that point, uh, I found out my wife was baptized when she was 11, and she was also Mormon. Oh, wow. And I, I, we didn't, she didn't bring that up at the time. But later on it came out because I was baptized and I was asked her and she was already baptized. She was already a member. Yeah. So then the experiences I had in the Mormon church, very early, we were in it like two, three years. And I had to give a talk on Mother's Day, or they asked me to. And yeah. I could I hate talking in church because I don't feel good about myself. But what happened is this one I jumped all over because I, my mom was in the nursing home and uh, I had bad feelings toward her because of her life. I remember one time that really stuck out in my mind. I was really hungry and I went to her and asked for food. And what happened is she yelled and screamed at me, and I went in my bedroom crying because I was hungry. So what happened is I wrote this talk. And I got up there at the pulpit, and I was saying it. And I was going to tell all the women, just because you have a child doesn't mean you're a mother. You know, because you have to treat your child right and raise them right. Mm. But when before I was able to say that, my wife was sitting there in the thing, I couldn't say that. It was just like my tongue was tied and I was standing there. And I seen a picture of me going in and asked my mother for food, and I heard her yell and scream. But then when I went in my bedroom, I saw it, and it showed me a picture of her laying on the couch crying. Mm -hmm. 
so anyway, uh, I saw that that was not what to tell the women. Mm. That, but I did tell them what I was going to tell them because I don't know how long this lasted or how long I stood there, but it was long enough to see all this. She had no food to give me, yeah. and she was hurting too. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is, the Lord told me to tell that as children, we don't see everything the parents go through to help raise us and, and the struggles they have in their life. We don't understand anything about what they go through. And for children, it's just for us to love them and appreciate the fact of everything they did do for us. So, at that time, we were in the 31st Ward on Crispin Road, and and, uh, I told them that I want to excuse myself after this talk so that uh, I could go and visit my mother. Mm. When we were leaving out of there, there was two other people that come up and gave me a hug and, and told me they need to go see their mother too. Mm. So anyway, that, that was one of the big times that the Spirit really, really showed me the power that you can't say things at that pulpit. He will not allow you to do the wrong thing there. Hmm. So anyway, uh, then another one in her life, and you'll have to ask another question right now because I have it, but it slipped. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's all right. Well, um, oh, that's such a beautiful story, and I love that takeaway, too, that we're... Um, you know, it is a lay ministry. We all participate in um, basically preaching, right? Even though it's not preaching, it's it's being invited to um, to share some of our experiences or to share what we know of God and our testimony of Him, right? Um, and so I love that that was a a moment for you where you um, not only were nervous to get up there in the first place, you know, and you did it anyway, but you. Um, we're able to, I mean, the spirit there worked right in that moment to change your heart and to help you feel and see your mother differently and, and for other people as well. And I, it's such a neat part about, um, about the gospel and about the way Christ works in our lives. He uses each one of us to help us all grow and learn together, which is such a beautiful thing. Um, so yeah, so thanks for sharing that. And, um, I'm curious now to know more about your wife's story, you know, like her, what, what happened with her as far as like she, you didn't even know she was a member until later on, but, um, but that's really neat. Like, and I'm assuming at this point, you know, like, did you guys have children? Um, yes, we at have, this point? we have four children. You have four children. Um, so you were raising maybe a young family as you were getting baptized and, you know, um, yes. joining the church. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. That's super cool. Um, and then you got to have your own experience of being a parent, right? <laughs> and understanding the other side of that where you're, you know your own flaws, you know your own imperfections and the challenges that come. Um, so that's really neat. Was I'm sure that moment where you were able to go visit your mother was very tender and, um, and wonderful. True. Yeah. And then to go on now, I, 
I know what I was going to say is okay. the fact that as life went on and we raised our children and stuff, I know that I have seen that the church itself, the scriptures and everything, we were able to go to Wyoming later on in our career, probably we've been married 45 years, something like that. We went to Wyoming, just her and I, and we got to read the Book of Mormon. And before then, while we were in the church, our, our history was up and down. Up mm. and down. We were as hot and cold, hot and cold. As far as, church. like, attending and being um, active participants in we church, did, got it. Yes, we didn't nourish our testimony, and so mm. it didn't really grow. But when we went to Wyoming was the big changing part of our whole life. Now our kids are all gone from home. and oh, okay. And uh, so when we get there, we read the Book of Mormon, and it was just her and I, and, and every night we would discuss it and pray about it, and what a change that made. So we took and got to go to the temple, and we went to the Gillette, not Gillette, uh, the Montana uh, temple. We had to go from, we lived in Gillette. We had to go all the way to Montana to go oh. there. Yeah. And uh, anyway... The biggest story, how we got to that part, was the fact that uh, there was a bishop here named Bishop White, and he was in the Dewey Ward, and we had left the Iowa Free Award and went to Dewey, and she cried because we changed houses, because she was moving away from all her friends. Mm, and then yeah. she found friends in the other ward, and she, uh, we had to leave to go to Gillette. Well, he gave us a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, he gave us a challenge to read the Book of Mormon, the whole ward. And at a certain date on April 5th, when we were done, because we had to read five chapters a day, mm. we would all have a big party and stuff. Okay. Well, so when we went to Wyoming, we stayed on it, and we did exactly what he said. And so we couldn't make it there on April 5th. So we sent a letter to Bishop White and told him to put two chairs up for us. That we made it and we, we read it. And uh, actually, the whole time with my wife, she was, she, she's been the backbone of the church for me pushing me and kind of prodding me to go the right way. And, of course, for some reason, the Lord and the Spirit has helped me, even raising the kids, uh, because I traveled a lot. When something was going wrong with the kids, the Spirit would tell me, and I'd call her, go check on our youngest son. And surely she got a hold of him, and yeah, he was doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. and she was able to help out. So anyway, all that stuff went on through life. The Spirit has always been by my side for some reason. I mean, I think He's by everybody's side all the time. It's just if we're willing to listen or not. Yeah. And because of my experience as a young child, uh, I knew that all my life I listened to it, and that's what's helped me a lot.
But anyway, when we went to the temple, there's another time I had to give a talk, and she set me up in this because what happened is the bishop gave us two topics. Mm-hmm. And one of them was love thy neighbor. Um, at the time, I, could, I didn't have anything to do with my neighbors. <laughs> and this has been, what, five, six years ago, seven years ago? Anyway, I gave this talk, and I looked it up about love. And I found out the very last thing in the dictionary on love is Christianity love. The other stuff was love 15 and tennis, and it had a bunch of different sayings. So again, getting up and the bishop asking us to give a talk helped me in my life. By doing the research, I started thinking about it and praying about it. And since that time, I have helped my neighbors. Every neighbor we have, we take them candy all the time, and we have the best neighbors in the world. And so that has helped. And so there's a lot of different times that through the church, the Spirit has helped us tremendously. And then one more thing to share, and that is uh, kind of my work history was five years as a plumber, one year with the sheriff's department, and 40 years in mining. Mm. But in mining, this is where the spirit really came in. It's the last 18 years of my mining career for Freeport, McMoran. I uh, was a troubleshooter for their crushers and conveyors, Mm. and I was supposed to go to their sites all over the world to fix the problems they had there, to find out what was going on. During this time, because my education was to the 11th grade and I had a GED, Mm -hmm. I got in over my head a lot of times, and I would pray for help. And when I would go to the sites and I'd talk to people, and, and the people would give me the answer, I knew that what they said was true. And it was, I knew, because the Spirit would tell me, there's your answer right there. And, and so we could fix the problem. And I even went to one site. It was in Colorado for the Climax Mine. It's an underground mine. We had to find a bottleneck for why they can't get their tonnage up. And so I went out there, and the first thing I did is went and got with the employees that work it every day because they know what's going on. And we discussed things and and again, that is the time I prayed to find the answer. And this man told me what the answer was. So we had a meeting to finalize everything to tell what we had. And uh, this guy was standing outside, and I asked him to. And, and when I was in this meeting, they asked if we had an answer yet. And I said, yes. I do. And I told him. And my superintendent at first looked at me like, and then he says, you know, you're right. And then everybody else agreed I was right. And then I had a manager there goes, we're here every day. How can you come in and be here five days and tell us what the problem is? And he says, I know you're right, but how do you manage to do this? And I said, I can tell you how I did that, too. 
And so I asked a young man to come in. He came in, and I said, he had your answer. You wouldn't listen. Hmm. All I'm going to say is from that time on, I knew that the Spirit directed me to the employees, and they had the answers that I couldn't come up with. They had them. And I would have employees calling me at night. So when there was a problem, I could call my superintendent and say, hey, we've got a problem at this mine. And all of a sudden, he, he calls me and says, Bill, you need to go to that mine. He says, they called us. They got a problem. I said, did I tell you? He goes, how did, how did you know? They're calling you first. And I said, no, they are the employees are calling me first. And so I'd go in and I'd get with them. We'd fix the problem. That was another sign that the Spirit, for whatever reason, I can't even explain why he did it. But if you listen, he's there for you. And he helped me do everything. So my success in life I can't claim for myself. I have to give the credit to the Lord. So in closing, I know that this church has made a big change in my life. I know the Spirit is very true. And I know if you just listen, you can figure that out, that which is telling you true. Because there will be another one voice in your head, too, that you'll hear, and it's very obvious which one is right. I also believe that the Lord, when you do pray, I've heard people say they takes time to get a, a message mm -hmm. from him. And I'm saying sometimes it does, but it's because of us. Mm -hmm. If you are in tune with the Lord and you are listening for the Spirit, his message is there right away. And sometimes it takes us to go different steps and choose different ways to come back and say, wow, I've been hearing this the whole time. Wow. And yeah. so, uh, in closing, I know the church is true. And I know that the scriptures and everything is perfect. I know that we are run by humans, and I know they are not perfect. So I would just say, is don't watch the people in the church. Read the scriptures. Understand them. You get in touch with the Lord. You understand the Lord. And then you'll understand that everybody in the church is going through the same struggles as you are. Mm -hmm. And we're all trying to make it back to our Heavenly Father. Yeah. And I say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Oh, that's so wonderful. I um, It makes me think of the scripture to try the virtue of the word of God, right? Like that is where we can really find our answers and find um, peace, comfort, like all these things, they come from the Lord. And that's why he has given us his word. And I mean, another name for Christ is the word, right? So it all, it all comes together. And well, there's so many things I would love to even just go back on and touch on. Like, um, I love your your experience with your neighbors of how they, um, how you were able to find great love for them and and become involved in their lives. I mean, that is one of the greatest messages, right? That Christ has given us is just to love our neighbors, like um, right, first and second 
commandments and to love God and to love your neighbor. So he's, he's wanting us to go out and do it, you know, to really make that effort as you did, like as you shared as, as an example. Um, so thank you. Thank you for your testimony. Thank you for your time and for, um, all the, the wonderful insights that you shared. And I know my testimony is strengthened by listening to you. It's, it's powerful to, to learn from one another. Um, and to know, like you said, we're not in this alone. We're all struggling in our own ways. And, um, but as we go to Christ and allow him to come in and make those changes in us, then things are just, they're better. <laughs> they're lighter. There is one story <coughs> that I'll share with you. Okay. And it was told to me a long time ago. It was told about a, a father and a mother Mm -hmm. that lost a son. And he got ran over by a train. Mm -hmm. And they swore up and down that somebody had pushed him or somebody forced him. And so they even uh, went away from the church for a while. Mm -hmm. Then, as time passed on, they started going back to church. And the mother was praying. She she got the spirit back, and she was praying and everything. She really would have liked a closure to this. And so the son come and visit the mother that night in a in a dream. She saw him, and she said he said to her, says, "Please forgive me, mother, for it was my fault. I was trying to jump on the train, and I fell under it." And nobody caused me to do this or anything else. And in closing, he said, would you please tell Dad, I can't get through to him. So, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is a wonderful story. Yeah, just a great reminder that we're, um, it's, is so much of our our choice, whether or not we're allowing Christ or the Spirit or anyone to be able to penetrate and to get to us, um, and and we can make that choice right now, right? We we can we can decide if we want to let him in and keep doing that throughout the rest of our lives because there's so much, um, so many blessings that come from having that Spirit and having those um, experiences with the Lord. So, thanks again. That was beautiful. And um, I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Mr. Hartzell alluded to earlier in this interview that he wanted to refer back to his family, and we didn't. So here are his words he wanted to add. Another way the church has helped me is that because of the church, my wife started genealogy. I was about 22 when we went back to visit my mom's side of the family in Missouri. My wife told me she was going to call around to see if I had any relatives alive on my dad's side. I was told my dad was already dead. We knew my dad's name was Billie Jean Hartzell. She found a listing for Billie Jean Hartzell and called. When she called, we found he was not dead, that my mom's side of the family would not let him come around. Along with my dad, I had four more sisters, which I have been able to enjoy. I want to thank our guest again for being here today. I pray that as you listened, the Spirit whispered to you the specific actions you can take as you move forward in your daily life. I know Christ is there, 
and that following those promptings will bring you closer to Him and to lasting and elevated change. May God be with you in your journey. To find out more, visit us at lsistudios.com and to learn more about The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, visit comeuntochrist.org or reach out to us.